Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC John Coleman. Dio, what's poppin'? JC, what's poppin'? How you doing, homie? Don't know about anyone to be here. Let's just jump right into the episode. I'm, say what? I'm just playing. What did you say? I said, don't nobody want to be here. Let's just jump right into the episode. You want to jump right in? No, because we don't jump know. Jump right in. No, because we have to get warmed up. Like we do pit, have to get warmed up. Like We're Tom Glavin. Three minutes getting warmed up like Tom Glavin. Check out the uh, centerpiece we're rocking today. You know uh, what that is? Yes, yeah, a medal you paid for to run in a race where they don't count your time. Okay, it was a medal I paid for to, to compete in a race. How much? You know what? I couldn't tell you my guess somewhere between $79 and $149. That would be my guess. That doesn't count all the training, all the hours, all the gas money you spent, all the bike parts you raised. So I'd say it's well over $7,000. What dollar amount are you going to put on your mental and physical health, John? Probably like $10,000. You give me $10,000, I'll be happy and in shape for a while. Okay, very good. No, but yeah, that is a, a medal. I uh, got together with a group of my friends from the Central Florida Tri Club. And we headed out to Cocoa Beach, Florida, about an hour's drive from this? my house on Sunday yesterday. Oh, you just ran this? Yes. Oh, it's a new, new metal. It's a new, new metal. But you know what's more important? What's cooler? What's next to it? You know what that says? First place. You got first place? I got first place. Out yes. of your age group? Out of my age group, exactly. Is it really? Yes. But yes. It's one of those things that, no, I am not an athlete. I am not fast at anything. You just have ten tenacity. No, there was only four people in my age group. Whoa, whoa, and, whoa. Would you and, guys eat orange slices at the halfway mark? <laughs> I have no idea what they ate. No, I did not you eat. You know, orange that. slices is a joke. That's a referral back to freshman football. Remember orange slices when you had practice? Football? You played football, right? I did play football. You guys didn't get orange slices at halftime when you played, like, the warm-up games before, like, the real season started? Wow. I mean, we did that with the kids on Pop Warner during oh, halftime. Oh, shit. I don't think we did that at the high school level, John. I don't know what Patsy High School you went to. I told you I was a swing cat. I was a senior playing eighth graders. Okay. Well, nonetheless, swing cat. That's your new name. Everyone start referring to JC as a swing, swing cat. cat. That yes. could be interpreted a myriad of ways. What's up, swing cat? But yeah, no. I went out to this race. It was a, it was a fun race. It was a triathlon. It was a, what they call it? Intermediate, not How intermediate, many international distance. International. You just ran, you just played the game on hard. You just did like a, a real Ironman. Now you're playing with these schlubs. I did an Ironman 70.3. I did not do the full. Yeah, you now you're running yeah, around with schlubs. Yeah, I have friends that have done the full, right? No, this this was a um, half-mile swim, a 25-mile bike, and a 10K run. What the hell? On a Saturday you did On this? a Sunday. So, yesterday. Yeah, so Saturday, drank sangria, drank beer, and watched college football while eating chicken wings. That was Saturday. Thank God we turned the clocks back so that I could then wake up at 5.15, which is really 4.15, drive an hour to the coast, and then sign up, sign in, check in, all that stuff. God the bless race. you, Dustin. Yeah, but how cool is that? I won something, John. You're the one who always gives me crap about, oh, JV this. What are you, training for varsity? Guess what, homie? I trained Swing Cat for first place, even if it was first out of four in my age group. Even if I really was like 33rd out of 100 is where I technically... Top third. There you go. Top third. So you know who, who wasn't top third? The guy who pissed himself in last place? Oh, that guy too. No, you know who wasn't top third, unfortunately? Who? The NAR. What's the NAR? The, the National, National Association, Association of, of Realtors. Realtors. You know what's funny, Dustin? It was not really funny because I don't care, but I have heard you talking about all this for months, and I did see... 
when I log, I don't log in when Yahoo, like on Yahoo, you know, have like different news articles. I saw in one of the thumbnails, they were talking about this and I saw like the clickbait. They said realtors get sued for over $1 billion. And I was assuming this is like stemming from that. Yes, and we did an episode on mm -hmm. this. If you want to go back maybe three to five months ago, Jesus, we did an episode just kind of like, hey, bring it to the forefront. This is going on. Y'all probably haven't heard about it. You maybe heard, heard it from us first. Mm -hmm. But yes, I want to spend some time today talking about this lawsuit and all of its impacts or proposed impacts or big fat nothing burger impacts. But like, what's going on? What does it mean? And let's break it down. Let's break it down for home buyers for realtors, for mortgage loan originators, and for home sellers mm. with a couple caveats, mm -hmm. which is this is the world according to Dio and JC. This is the world as it, it makes sense to us. Let us explain it to you, but by all means, continue to fact check us and continue to take what we say, do your own research, come up with your own conclusions. Mm. Before we do that, I do want to encourage everybody tuning in who is a mortgage loan originator, mm -hmm. Y'all, if you are not signed up for the TLOP newsletter, AKA, it's called DO's Insights. We have just upped our game. This is a weekly newsletter where we are sharing my sales tips, my industry updates, what's happening in the news. We're doing some underwriting guideline changes, mm. putting some motivation in there, plus updating you with what's new over at TLOP. It's free. Go to our website, tloponline.com.com. Dot com, dot com. Wow, you said that with such conviction. I right? almost typed dot com, it dot com. It's tloponline.com. That's it. Mm. Tloponline.com. Tloponline.com. There we go. But go there, uh, main page, scroll down about two thirds of the way down, and basically where you'd find everyone else mm -hmm. in that triathlon, two thirds of the way down, mm. you would have found me in that top third. I see what you You see did what there. I did there? Yes. No, scroll down and you'll see sign up for Dio's Insight. Sign up for it. It's free, but by the way, if you're already a TLOP community member, right, you're already having access to our hundreds of training videos and our dozens of scripts and two dozen LO resources. If you're already hopping on these three monthly live sales training calls that we provide, two with me, one with a TLOP exclusive outsider, then please know, Nikki and Mark wanted me to remind you, you already are getting the newsletter. Yeah. But if you're not, if you were once signed up for a freemium account, you are getting the newsletter. But if you've never been to our website, if you haven't signed up for anything, please go ahead and do that. We ask you to do so. It's on those newsletters where you'll learn more about things that we talk about on these shows. Yeah, learn shit. There we go. That's where you're going to learn shit. So today we are going to discuss something that we originally brought to your attention months ago. But yes, John, when you were on Yahoo News and you saw that clickbait, there is some truth behind it. The National Association of Realtors, along with several other entities, Keller Williams was one of them, Home Services of America, I think, was one of them. Um, it was supposed to be REMAX, but REMAX has already settled. They were not only sued, but they lost their lawsuit. The jury favored the plaintiffs, not the defendants. And the jury basically stated to the plaintiffs, you've made your case. We do believe that the business practices of the National Association of Realtors of their varying members, whether they're MLSs, whether they're real estate brokerages, violated antitrust acts, that they were in collusion and they were price fixing. That's the gist of it. That's, well, why, why such a large amount of money? Well, that's why. Mm -hmm. And there are damages and there's also what are called treble damages. Mm. T-R-E-B-L-E, look it up. 
So the damage is awarded $1.8 billion. But if you include the potential for treble damages, it could exceed $4 billion. And this isn't the only lawsuit. The There's already another lawsuit that's been filed. And then with this particular verdict, there was two other new ones filed like the day the verdict came out. So what you're going to see is you're going to see sellers and buyers from the past, not the present, not the future, from the past, raising their hands and stating, yeah, I was we feel like we were wronged. Yeah. We feel like we paid more for that house because there was some kind of a price fixing going on with the realtor commission. Sellers may raise their hand and state, we feel like we didn't net enough when we sold our house because we were forced to pay the buyer's representation, the buyer's agent, a commission that we didn't get to negotiate as the seller. That's essentially what is being argued right now is that there is price fixing going on amongst the agents involved in the transaction as it pertained to the commission being paid to the buyer and the seller. Now, John, you and I aren't here to argue for the plaintiffs or against the plaintiffs. Mm -hmm. We're not here to argue for the defendants or against the defendants. Mm -hmm. We're literally just trying to explain in, in lay people's terms, hey, this is what is transpiring. This is why billions of dollars may eventually exchange hands, or it may eventually not. Because guess what the NAR and all the other participants, all the other defendants have done? They probably got together and about to sue them right back or something. Yeah, they're going to appeal the, the decision. Listen, as long as I get a $35 check in the mail from all this, I'll be happy. John, you've never sold or purchased real Correct, estate. Correct, but I'll be the next one to raise my hand and be like, Some, someone took advantage of me. Give me money. I'm part of the lawsuit. Is that That's not how it works? No, that's oh, not how shit. it works. Oh, damn. I'm yeah, right. for some people who actually can raise their hand and say, yes, I sold a piece of real estate. Yeah. This was the realtor I used, the brokerage I yeah. used. These are the disclosures they had me sign. Yeah. Those people. So you included. May be entitled. Oh, yeah. Okay, but no. We're, we're not even going to condone that behavior. <laughs> we're not even going to address it or give it any more time. But let's jump on back on the, the, the topic at hand. So, like, where do we go from here? That's what's most important. But what does all this mean? Cool. I read the headline. I clicked on the clickbait. But what does all this mean? And I think I want everyone to understand what I'm getting ready to say. We don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what this means. But here's what we do know. For the first time in over 100 years, there's now uncertainty in the real estate profession as it pertains to how real estate agents are compensated. Because the way that things have been done is the way that things have always been done. Why? Why? Because the NAR, the National Association of Realtors, has been and probably will continue to be one of the, if not the strongest lobbying mm. organization in the country. Sounds like a cartel to me, but what do I know? Well, <laughs> you say what you say, John, you can stand behind that. I'm not going to go that far. What I'm going to state, though, is that we don't know what's going to happen. What we do know is there's other lawsuits. What we do know is that the jury sided on behalf of the plaintiffs. What we do know is the damages are in the b -b -b billions. <laughs> and then what, what we don't know is what's going to transpire. But let me give you some thoughts. And I'm going to start with um, just a general thought. I look at this as there's a far left and a far right. The far left states nothing changes. The only thing that transpires is, yes, some money exchanges hands 
after two, three, four years of just endless fighting and appeals. And there are three or four additional documents that now need to be signed by buyers and sellers and two or three lines of verbiage that need to be added to every listing possible. That's it. Now, when that were to happen, the far left, I'll call it, when that were to happen, potentially it would allow mother nature to take its course. Then we could see what happens in a true capitalistic society in a two, in a, in a, in a, in a real free market, mm -hmm. a true free market, you into a true free market. Now what's going to happen? Ah, the way that plays out, I would anticipate a smaller percentage of commission being paid. I could see that. Now, who pays the commission? Is it the buyer pays for the buyer's agent and the seller pays for the seller's agent? Well, we're gonna have to sit back and watch this, figure out where it goes. But a smaller percentage, yes, in a true free market, if the capitalist society took over, then you're gonna get into some, some competition wars and some pricing wars, and you're gonna find somebody's willing to do the same job for cheaper. Then someone else is willing to do the same job for cheaper. Then someone else goes even cheaper, but is it really the same job? Maybe not. So then people start looking for value. Okay, cool. And the only thing that transpired was a couple extra documents, a couple extra lines disclosed on some kind of a marketing collateral. On the far right, you literally could have, right now the way it's set up, sellers in order to entice a buyer's agent to bring a buyer to their listing, sellers will advertise the listing with X amount of the commission going towards the buyer's agent. So then buyer's agents can go to the consumer, home buyers, especially first time home buyers, especially marginalized home buyers who wouldn't have the extra funds necessary to pay for their own representation. They're allowed to have free representation because their representation gets compensated when the home sells. That's already built into the listing, i.e. built into the price of the home. That's already money the seller has agreed to pay as a commission. Well, on the far right, sellers are like, we are done paying anything or compensating anything to the buyer's agent. Now, what does that mean? Ooh, I don't know. Does that automatically reduce realtor headcount by 40%? I hope so. Do you hope so? I don't know. I just said that to spark an enticement in you. I don't know. Would it be bad? We always talk about LOs. Would it be bad if the industry for realtor side like shrunk by 30%? I guess that's a personal preference. I would love to hear people's take on that. You want my take on it? Yeah. I don't think it would be bad. Oh yeah, yeah. I am a I am a bit of an elitist when it comes to this. I'm a little bit of a no, it would not be bad. The strong would survive, mm -hmm. at which point those that were left to service our communities would be the best. Right. We'd be the best of the best. Now, if I'm a loan officer, and realtors are my clients. And now you're saying you're taking away 40% of my potential referral sources. Find better referral sources. That would be someone's answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. find better re referral sources. Others maybe no, but I, re you know, I rely on one referral from Jimmy and mm. one from Joan and two from Sally and three from Bob. And I piece all those together. That's 100 referrals, which is 15 closings. And now you're saying those people, because maybe those people are lower producers, are there part-timers or they're semi-retired. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden they're going to get out of business because it doesn't make as much sense for them. What does that mean to those loan originators who those are the, the referral well, sources? It means you have to work twice as hard to make the same amount of money. A wise man once said that on this podcast named Dustin Owen. There you go. Maybe that's what it means. But I think we have to understand and recognize that, hey, 
this could very well change the way things have always done. And our industry is not ready. Our industry, meaning the mortgage industry and real estate industry and title industry is not ready to fully embrace what that looks like because we've never mm -hmm. lived or worked in that world. Okay, so there's going to be opportunities, opportunities to adapt, opportunities to pivot, and opportunities to keep an open mind. That's where the opportunity is going to be. And I do believe the strong will survive those with really good systems, really good culture, really good service that are great at what they do. They will actually thrive. They will find ways to actually gain market share with if this, if I said one is on the left side and one is on the right side, the left side was essentially, it's a whole lot. It's a big old nothing burger, couple new disclosures, couple extra lines, uh, documents I have mm -hmm. to sign maybe over time. You'll see what happens in a free market. You'll see what happens with capitalism. But at the end of the day, it's more of the same. Mm -hmm. That's the left. The right is, oh my God, this is going to change everything. 40% of realtors are not going to have careers. The strong will survive. The elite will, will, will double. But home buyers now don't have representation. At least the home buyers that are... Um, not as liquid, not mm -hmm. as wealthy, because now all of a sudden, if you want to be represented, you have to pay out of your pocket that person's commission. So what used to be free representation, free is a, a relative term, right? Quote, unquote, free. Because was it really free if it was into the sales price? No, it wasn't free. But when it's into the sales price, John, and you do a loan for that person, you can do a loan mm -hmm. up to 95 or 100% of the sales price. So that commission for the most part was quote, unquote, financed in. But let's look at the right-hand side. What if the right-hand side is what ends up happening? Because you got to understand, we don't know. This is all very new and we're just speculating. If you're looking at the right-hand side, do FHA, VA, USDA, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, do they then rewrite their underwriting rules, regulations, and policies? And maybe all of a sudden they allow home buyers to finance in a portion of the realtor's commission. <gasps> what? Wouldn't that be a novel concept? We've never had to do this before, but that is definitely on the table. That is 100% on the table, just like this is on the table. We no longer have buyer's agents. Now the agent who lists the home has a team of showing assistants. The showing assistants make sure that they get there or robots or AI or video cameras are there to allow people to walk and tour the home safely. And then that listing agent who took the listing, who the seller is compensating, acts as a dual agent to where it's more like going to mediation while you're going through your divorce versus your mm -hmm. wife having her own representation in terms of legal counsel, you having your own. Nope. We have one person called the mediator. They're going to mediate this transaction. Is that what it looks like? And now sellers only pay 4% instead of paying the traditional six of which three and three were paid out three to the buyer's agent, three to the selling agent. Maybe they're paying the listing agent 4%. The listing agent's going to need to use a lot of that money to pay for a concierge service, for a showing assistance, but now home buyers just, I don't know how that looks. So now if you're a home buyer, the benefit of having your own agent is that one agent's doing all the legwork for those 10 or 12 properties you want to see. If you don't have your own agent, that means you have to do all the legwork. That means you're picking up the phone, calling each individual property's representation. You're going through their concierge service. You're going through their scheduling um, technology and you're scheduling a time to see that home. And then when you're trying to negotiate, you're trying to negotiate through their services versus when you do have your own agent. 
And then maybe that's when we're like, oh my gosh, this is where the rich get richer. The rich can afford their own agent, their own representation. Therefore, someone else is doing all the legwork and they may be able to negotiate a better deal because they have representation. Whereas if you can't afford your own representation, now you're stuck using the concierge service. You're stuck with a mediator, at which point more work on you and you might not be able to negotiate the best deal. Is that good or is that bad for housing in general? Is that good or is that bad for underserved communities? Is that good or is that bad for first-time home buyers? Now you have a whole entire debate going on with fair housing. So this lawsuit, this clickbait, as you called mm -hmm. it from last week, yes, it is something that we all need to be monitoring. We all need to be watching, whether you're a home seller, you're a home buyer, a realtor, or a mortgage loan originator. But I think the big takeaway is we don't know. We literally don't know. I could go on and on and on. He kept going. I could keep going on with all of these what ifs. What if this? What if that? Oh my gosh. Yes, all of this is going on. I'm going to do my best to encourage the listener, the viewer, block out the noise. Block out the noise. There's two things that we can control, John. Do you know what they are? Your attitude and your effort. Your attitude and your effort. I can't control what the NAR is going to do and what they're not going to do. I can't control what this particular litigator is going to do in terms of the litigation or the lawsuit or what the jury is going to do, what the judge is going to find. I can't stop five more lawsuits from happening. I can't. What I can do is keep on serving the, my community. What I can do is keep on being the source of information. I can continue to care for my clients and bring them value. And then try to exchange my time for a paycheck, for a commission. Those are things that I can do. And that's going to be my encouragement because we don't know if it's going to be the far left example, the far right example, or somewhere in the middle. And the odds are it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, and by the way, this was happening one, one way or the other. Realtor commissions as a percentage were on their way down. Just like loan officer commissions as a percentage are on their way down. I'm a firm believer in that, right? The work that that agent did seven years ago on a $180,000 listing versus a $600,000 listing, I'm just going to go out there and state, make some enemies when I do so, paying 6% on a $700,000 listing versus the same 6% seven years ago and that listing was 250. I don't see the value of the work exponentially increasing from back then what was roughly a $15,000 total commission to today it's now a $42,000 total commission being paid by the seller. Just like with mortgage loan originators, when your average loan size was 130 and you're making 100 basis points versus your average loan size of 360 and you're making 100 basis points. I don't see that, especially when y'all's companies are hemorrhaging and suffering as greatly as they are trying to keep everything afloat so you can run the business that you run and make the money that you make. Um, I'm not advocating for that. I just see that happening. This may very well be for the real estate community, for the professional real estate agents. This may finally be the catalyst to say, okay, there's going to be a total reset mm -hmm. in terms of how we're compensated, what's expected out of us, what we deliver in terms of value. And there's now going to be a little bit more of a free market more opportunities for people to negotiate and expect certain services at only paying a certain price. But to sit at home, laying in bed, losing sleep over it does no one any good because we can't change it. We can't dictate it. 
Um, we can only adapt. We can pivot. And more importantly, keep our head on a swivel looking for opportunity. So if you're a mortgage loan originator and you do coaching with us, I know this because we just covered this last week in coaching. Your clients are real estate agents. You must, you must understand what's going on. You must show sympathy, empathy, and get one-on-one -on -one with your partners and discuss where's their, their mindset at? What are they hearing from their brokers? What's the NARS putting out there? By the way, if y'all want to read articles on this particular topic, if you want to see what the NARS response is, we have it posted on tloponline.com under Dio's Insights. This is all part of the free part of our website. So we, we're trying to point you towards some of these um, news articles that you can read, that you can share. But loan officers, please make sure you're using this as an opportunity to get with your realtor partners. Have that conversation. Let them know that you have their back. Work, Tell them that you're going to work with them to make sure buyers understand how important they are in the transaction. And then also loan officers, this could be an opportunity for a total reset. What if this is the opportunity where now all of a sudden home buyers come to us first and not real estate agents first? Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? Holy cow, that means realtor to buy me coffee, buy me lunch? Shit. Yeah, trying to get my attention? I wish. Hey, loan officers, this is every reason why you need to be focused on having conversations that are one to many. This is every reason why you need to be posting content on your social media pages, why you need to be your source of information for your local community, teaching people how to properly buy houses, how to be financially responsible, how to leverage home ownership to generate wealth, right? This is your opportunity, but the opportunity isn't to wait until the lawsuit is finalized. If you're just getting started on your marketing efforts, once you know how things are gonna play out, hey, you're behind the eight ball. Because there's, be, there's gonna be so many others that are preparing for every what if scenario. What if everything stays the same? Well, great. I just spent three years building out an amazing referral network that'll continue to refer me. What if things get flipped upside down and now all of a sudden home buyers are going to the lender first? Great. I just spent the past three years laying a foundation where my circle of influence, my ex coworkers, my neighbors, my friends, my family, my past clients all look to me as the source of information. I'm the person they come to for anything housing, real estate, mortgage, finance related. I answer their questions. I connect them with other professionals within my circle that are maybe subject matter experts, whether it's an accountant, a financial advisor, an attorney, et cetera. And now they just know because of the content that I produce, I help people buy homes, period. I answer people's questions regarding home ownership and qualifying, period, end of story. And now you're in the catbird seat. Now you're in the driver's seat. Now you're no longer playing swing cat. No, you're the starting quarterback on varsity. Damn, that's what he promised me. That is what he promised you. Unfortunately, just like your heart, that promise was broken, John. Oh, man. So, look, that's all I have to say about the NAR lawsuit. Like, y'all, all of us in the industry, we need to recognize it. We need to understand it. We need to also understand there's nothing set in stone. This is going to be a ever-evolving situation that we're going to want to monitor, but not let it paralyze us. Heads down, blinders on, control what you can control, your attitude and your effort. Mm -hmm. And if you like this type of content, here's what we're going to ask you to do. Share us. Share us. Not with one, not with two, but with three other people. If you're just now listening because you're on Spotify or Apple, do us a favor. Slide over to YouTube when you get home. 
and give us a little subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you want to connect with me, my first name is Dustin. My last name is Owen. I am all over LinkedIn. We are on Instagram, TikTok. We even have a Facebook page all under the handle of at the Loan Officer Podcast. And finally, if you're a mortgage loan originator, you need that branch manager in a box support. You need help with coaching and training and marketing ideas and sales scripts, knowing what to say, when to say it, why to say it, and then have the tools and trackers to help you run your business. We have your solution. It is the first and best investment you'll be able to make into your business. Become a member today of the TLOP community. You can slide over to TLOPonline.com. You can request your free one-on-one consultation with our very own Nikki Ray. She'll show you around. She'll give you some business advice. She'll get you pointed in the right direction. Guess what? If we're not a good solution for you, Nikki will let you know that. Hey, look, you're not ready. Or, hey, look, we're not the best solution. But if we are, the decision to join our community could be worth ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a year in income. I don't know why you wouldn't want to invest in yourself. It's the number one investment you can make. His name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today. We do look forward to catching you, though, on the next episode. Peace.